0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Witta.
1: It's me. Good morning. How are you, Greg?
0: I'm pissed, Gary. It's gone on. It's gone on long enough. Who is the mystery guest on Animal Talking this evening?
1: Oh, yeah. It's working as intended. It's supposed to piss you off. You'll find out tonight, 7 (laughs) p.m. Pacific. Very big Very exciting mystery guest. Let me tell you, though, even without the mystery guest, Corey Bar- Corey Barlog, Ashley Johnson, Laura Bailey. Mm-hmm. Got a stacked show even without a special mystery guest.
0: And that's what makes me go one of two ways. Is the mystery guest going to be even more important than them? Or is it going to disappoint and just be Joey Noel? You know what I mean? I, like, what are you pulling? Wow.
1: Over? Throwing shade at the lovely Joey without without whom kind of funny would would We'd collapse within though. moments. How dare you? I know. I'm just how dare you? dare you um no it's i don't know how you define important but it's certainly i I think you'll be pleased when you see who it is i certainly am very pleased about it
0: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm i'm on 7 p.m
1: pacific tonight animal talking twitch.tv slash gary witter twitch front page see you there fine whatever
0: other than that, how you doing
1: yeah good how are you
0: Good. Here's the thing I don't understand. So I'm on this XCast Discord chat with you, Alana and Mike. I get to pop in. I get to be your kind of funny representative. I get to talk to you, help plan the shows or whatever. I yeah. see. That, why are you sending messages at 3:55 in the morning? Because who sleeps anymore? How much sleep do you get these days, woulda?
1: You know, I go to bed early and I wake up early. You know, it used to used to. You remember you go to and restaurants and in the it says like early. Well, okay, so. You know how you, when you go to restaurants and it would say like, you know, senior special, yeah, early you know, 55 special. and over. And like and they would start serving that dinner at like four o'clock. It's like who eats dinner at like four or five o'clock? It's well, old yeah. people do. They, they go to bed early and they wake up super early. Uh-huh. Um, and that's kind of what I'm becoming. I'm becoming. A, I just had my 48th birthday. So I'm becoming an old person. <laughs> I get <laughs> okay. I get shit in the mail, Greg, from the American Association of Retired Persons. Sure. Uh, start saving now for your funeral.
0: Well, I mean, that's just, me. that's just smart. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. You want to be buried or you're gonna be cremated? Who gives a fuck? Good answer. Chairs. you're, good you're dead. You're dead. Shoot him into space. Shoot him into space. Him into space. I think mean, that might be more expensive, but yeah, that'd be one sure. other way to do sure. it. Too. Sometimes okay. that happens. So, still stop dodging the question when do you go to bed what time are you turning i'm usually in
1: bed if i if i'm up past like 10 10 p.m 10 30 that's a late night for me okay okay like 9 9 30 is like the is like the earliest i can reasonably say you know what Fuck it. i'm just going to bed and i'm i'm usually up about um six ish in the morning Uh uh because you know what it's like with everything going on during the day everybody wants a piece of you Totally. The hours between like 6 and 9 a.m. before anyone else is awake, like that's sometimes the only hours that day I can get anything done, like just, you know, solid writing or whatever. Sure, sure. Um, but then, you know, also the other thing about getting old is, you know, you're up three times a night to take a piss. So, you know, Great I'm up earth. at 4 o'clock in the morning, um, dropping the kids off at the pool or whatever it is that I'm doing, you know, sure. in the middle of the night. And, uh, you know, check, I see I have a message on Discord. There's a message from Alana and i responded to it why not saves me doing it later but yeah you you caught me greg responding to discord messages i'm just at checking in five am
0: i just want to make sure you're okay i don't know if you're doing one of these crazy andy cortez streams where you're streaming at four in the morning or whatever i want to make sure you're no okay you're i wouldn't hear you
1: no i mean I, I, i'm i mean of course i'm not okay thank you for asking I me mean, who is these days everyone's <laughs> yeah, sure. everyone's climbing the walls and you know everything's shitty right now but yeah yeah i'm doing as well as can be expected
0: okay well video games are a bright spot for you right
1: about the only one left. I got to right. tell you, Greg. Before we jump into it, I'm fucking loving this game, four guys. I know, I know, oh, I know dude. that's not like a particularly original thing to say everyone's into it yeah, right yeah. now, but we finally, after some issues getting connected to the service, finally started playing yesterday. Fall,
0: fall Guys is number three on the Roper Report. Oh, okay. We'll get to got it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I've
1: got to talk about Fall Guys. we right. We're gonna talk it.
0: about Fall Guys. We're gonna talk about Pikmin being back, and we're gonna talk about where the next Call of Duty is because this is Kinda of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com/slash kinda funny. Games. You can give us questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Plus, you can. Get over there. You can ask us questions. You can be part of the show. You can get it ad-free. You can have a good time and get the exclusive show, uh, Bless Up is what he started calling it. Uh, of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and get that exclusive post show, it's no big deal. You can instead watch on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames as we record the show live. Of course, if you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash root Boosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you. Uh, Our Avengers beta impressions are live right now. It's a kind of funny games cast. You can go over to youtube.com slash kind of funny games or podcast services around the globe to see myself. Andy blessing and Tim talk about our weekend as the Avengers Uh, as usual. It's a big week. Uh, In addition to our normal programming over here uh, tomorrow, there is a PlayStation state of play. That's Thursday at 1 PM Pacific. We will be live reacting on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. And you can catch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. And then we're streaming Friday afternoon. We believe, I believe I should say it's the Avengers beta Friday at 2 PM Pacific time, but that is subject to change. I think Tim wants to try to get that fast and furious game in if it comes. So we'll see both. Of those things, will be on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games, and later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Thank you, to I'm going
1: to get in on the Avengers beta. Yeah. Oh I'm yeah. This weekend,
0: you got that code. Yeah, you got that. Yes. Code. Thank you. I got that. it all
1: installed, ready to ready to go. I got to figure out who I'm going to play.
0: Here's the thing. I don't want to get you too hyped about. All right. Last night, What's I that? was I was playing Fall Guys, and I went on to Twitch.tv/slash Snowbike Mike. And I saw because he said he was playing Fall Guys. I wanted to see how he does it because I know he's a pro. He's played a ton. He was, of course, playing Warzone. He was lying. He was clickbait headlining, try to coast. And I hate that. <laughs> but what I got him to do, Gary, I got him to do this. And Kevin AceX is to they flipped on Xbox. They're coming to play Avengers on PlayStation 4 with you and me. So we got a whole sea of Avengers out there ready to go. We got Kevin. Is that
1: because they want to play a Spider-Man?
0: no mike made well i mean we're gonna talk about that later too we got questions about that don't even worry you got stuff about that i think it was more of just we're you gonna go play where all your friends are right and get into it. i mean
1: I, I learned and, and again until crossplay becomes a universal thing i learned my lesson on division two I, I didn't have many friends to play with on uh i was like i had my mo- my nose pressed up against the glass watching you and all the cool kids playing division two on playstation i couldn't play sure. with you this time this time i'm gonna be on playstation i was gonna play with all my buddies
0: Right, we're going to talk about all that later because Avengers is in this show, too. Don't worry. It's a jam-packed one. Uh, I think I already said it. But I'll say it again to make sure. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohamed Mohammed, or our Patreon producer, Mohamed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo. Uh, today, we're brought to you by hymns, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for <laughs> some <laughs> <news>. We <laughs> got five <laughs> on Roper Report. Uh,
1: Baker's dinner.
0: As what would a, as what would appear to be a quick you're wrong for myself already? Blackjack is also a Patreon producer. This is a, a confusing template we had set up this week. So t- it's Mohammed Mohammed Abach. Uh, number one, Pikmin is back, Gary. Are you excited? Yes. Let me show let me tell the world how excited you are. I woke up this morning, started brushing <laughs> my teeth, got a text from Gary Witta, And I look at it and I'm like, oh, what, what would Gary be t- t- texting me about so far? It just says. Well, I shouldn't show the whole thing in case there's somebody I read. But Pikmin Motherfucker is the one that woke me up at 7.09 today when I'm blurry-eyed brushing my teeth. Pikmin Motherfucker, all caps. Are you a big Pikmin fan?
1: Yeah, I loved it on the GameCube. I always thought it was a really uh, original, smart, funny, uh, clever, whimsical game. Like, just right up my alley. As I recall, um, I remember Shigeru Miyamoto talking about how that game stemmed from his love of gardening that he loved, he, he likes, exactly. he's quite green-fingered, is is uh, Shigeru. And uh, he was out tinkering in his backyard, you know, playing around with plants and and uh, things and whatnot, and uh, started thinking about, like, his backyard, and that's where kind of the Pikmin thing came from. And I just it was really, really, you know, really clever gameplay concept, very original, very cute. Um, checks all the boxes for me. Loved it on the GameCube. Yeah. Um, Did and, you ever play that uh, with you? I don't remember if I played the most recent one, but that's my, all the more reason to want to play this one. I, I love it when these classic uh, Nintendo, like some of the, some of the underloved Nintendo franchises get a glow up like this. Um, you know, Pik- Pikmin I think is an underserved uh, fan favorite. I'm very glad to see it come back. And let's and let's face it, it's going to get for, for many of us, it's going to be a return to a game that we enjoyed on the GameCube or the Wii or Wii U, whatever, and loved. Um, but for many, it's going to be the first time they've played Pikmin. You know, a new generation of younger gamers is going to be a new introduction to Pikmin. And I think that's great because it's a terrific game and I think it's worthy of a new audience.
0: And that's what's kind of ridiculous to think about, of course. Uh, Pikmin 3 came to the Wii U in 2013. You think about seven years later, the amount of people who are playing Switch who weren't playing video games back then, maybe weren't alive, and they're seven years old now, let alone the amount of gamers who didn't buy a Wii U. And we always talk about the Wii U having great games on it, just being a system people didn't adopt, obviously, because it was a terrible system with a Fisher-Price controller that I'll never stop uh, making fun of. However, let's read Nintendo's press release here about Pikmin, then get into some more stuff about it. At the far reaches of space lies a mysterious yet oddly familiar alien world filled with cute creatures, hidden surprises, and larger-than-life fun. Clear a landing zone because the Pikmin 3 Deluxe Game is headed to the Nintendo Switch family of systems on October 30th. Pikmin 3 originally launched on Wii U and now is making the leap to the Nintendo Switch with new content, more options for cooperative play, and a range of settings that make it easy for newcomers to jump in. These tiny Pikmin are ready to make your acquaintance in the biggest adventure yet. So take a peek at our Pikmin uh, Platoon in the game's debut trailer, which obviously is out now. Pikmin 3 Deluxe isn't your garden variety adventure. Command a crew of three explorers and a squad of adorable Pikmin in a quest for survival packed with puzzles to solve and copious critters to battle. After a crash landing, you'll explore a variety of lush environments, such as the snow-covered distant tundra and uh, the Twilight River and the Garden of Hope all teeming with wondrous and formidable life forms. Pikmin 3 Deluxe delivers a full suite of additions and enhancements, including the ability to play the whole story mode in co-op with a friend, new side story missions, which can also be played in co-op, and all the mission mode DLC stages from the original game's release. With new difficulty options, lock-on targeting, optional hints, and the choice to play at a more relaxed pace, it's easier than ever to join in on the Pikmin fun. Enjoy the game's beautiful scenery and get a taste of what this vibrant world has to offer. Fun features from the original game also return in Pikmin 3 Deluxe, such as the in-game camera, which allows players to snap photos of the game's lush environments and curious creatures from a pint-sized perspective. Then it goes into what Pikmin actually is, and I think this is important, again, for people who maybe totally missed this and have no Pikmin backstory. With a number of Pikmin to befriend and command, you'll have a willing team at your disposal to tackle whatever obstacles you face. Different colored Pikmin offer a variety of helpful abilities and strengths for your missions. For example, blue Pikmin can breathe underwater, helping you collect items other Pikmin can't reach. While winged Pikmin, distinguished with their, blue, uh, I'm sorry, pink hues and fluttering wings, can fly over terrains such as water and pits. Strategically, strategically selecting the right Pikmin for the task at hand, delegating projects, and changing between captains can help secure victory. For seasoned players who are ready to deploy their Pikmin plucking skills in some new challenges, Pikmin 3 Deluxe adds new side story missions featuring Olimar and Louie exploring planet PNF-404. And for a bit of friendly Pikmin flinging fun, there are even head-to-head multiplayer matches available in Bingo Battle pikmin 3 Deluxe launches in stores in Nintendo eShop or, I'm sorry, in, uh, in stores and online uh October 30th with a suggested retail price of $60.5999 uh, for those who want to bring their planetary expressions you can pre-purchase it today. Gary do you at all not did you do you do, do you second glance at a $60 price tag on a 2013 game? Depends on the game.
1: Yeah. Um you Know again, I think for a lot of people, this is essentially an all new game. A lot of people have never played Pikmin before. Um, I think the more I think about it, Pikmin 3 was one that I missed. So, again, this is a new game for me. I, I look at right. this as though Pikmin 3 never came out, but now they're getting around to it on the Switch. So, I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, I, and particularly on the Switch, I always like a $60 investment for me. Um, I generally think is a pretty good value, but especially if it's a game on the Switch that the whole family can play. My wife's going to enjoy playing Pikmin, my daughter's going to enjoy playing pikmin we'll put it you know uh, we'll, we'll all put it on our own switches and and go have fun and play it together so for me yeah it's uh i it, it, it's it's going to be a bit of a no-brainer purchase Pik- i think
0: yeah i think pikmin is a beloved nintendo franchise i think it's more of a niche one where it's got its audience and there's people who live and die by it i've never connected with one i remember back in the day uh, at ign when this was happening and we was launching and doing demos for it and like oh i get it you know it is this how do you, you have this team of Pikmin, right? Which are these small creatures. You're obviously very small too. How do you use them to move the banana? use move the apple, get through whatever it is. I got that puzzly kind of thing. And it just wasn't what I was looking for. I think, you know, I, people always bristle when they see a re-released game released at full price. I think there's a couple different things happening here where again, I am by no means any kind of Pikmin expert, let alone a Pikmin three expert. It sounds like they've added a lot of stuff here. I think to your point of like playing with your wife and daughter, right? Like, Making story mode now all the way through co-op, adding in new content, packaging in the DLC. I think they're going, again, this is off of a press release and not knowing anything about Pikmin. It sounds like they're actually doing the work to make this worth $60. I think there's also, obviously, the time it took to bring it over, which is not as easy as porting, especially when you're making new stuff for it. And then it is also the idea that this is kind of Nintendo's 2020, right? Like, since Animal Crossing, right, they, they aren't releasing banger after banger after banger.
1: Paper yeah, Mario. and I mean, it, it does, just as you were like reading off all the extra features, I was thinking, wow, like they, they have added a lot of new stuff. Like this really is like the deluxe version, much more so than it sounds like you know, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was on the Switch, which again, I was happy to pay for. I thought the graphical oh, refresh was, was really great. Like, the you know, the Wii U, God knows where that is. It's under a pile of junk somewhere. We don't play it anymore. But like you've always got to have Mario Kart. Yeah. um we still I mean, with the whole family played played mario kart just this past weekend like it's still you know heavy rotation in this house by the way that game can still go fuck itself hit me <laughs> with a fucking lightning bolt right as i cross the finish line i go from first get to good. fifth
0: get good gary you know what i mean just pick that, me that, that, the, the problem is the, the 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 gooder you get greg the, heart, the more the, the game fucking you. punishes you oh it's the game punishes you for kart. being Don't good worry, greg oh, same know, as I'm mario aware.
1: party that game can go fuck itself now, as here's well
0: here's the thing here's the thing Mario Kart, yes, punishes you for being good. Mario Party is just fucking bananas for everybody. It's just random, hateful chaos.
1: Like that game doesn't hate
0: me. It just hates fucking everybody that plays it. Exactly. But yeah, I I
1: mean, it, it does sound like they've added a lot of value for this new version
0: uh real quick too i think it's worth pointing out uh in a a pikmin 3 wii u review roundup right now on metacritic it has an 87 egm gave it five stars andrew fitch said back in 2013 after a far too long wait of nearly a decade pikmin finally returns in hd and legendary designer shigeru miyamoto's handiwork is obvious at every turn the controls are caught in a weird nebulous void between being optimized for the Wii and Wii U, but the expansive miniature landscapes, excellent pacing, and varied Pikmin powers uh, combine to overcome any technical issues or limitations. Over at IGN, they gave it an 8.8, where Keza McDonald, Oy governor, said Pikmin 3 is a delight. Uh, there's nothing else like its gentle combination of exploration, strategy, and discovery, and it made me feel both empathy and responsibility for virtual creat- creatures, that most games would treat as disposable fodder, it transported me like few other games can, giving the feeling of being a stranger in a strange (parentheses) but oddly familiar world. It's over too soon, but it leaves a lasting impression. And then at Gamespot, I got an eight, where Tom McShay said Pikmin Three doesn't offer much growth from previous games in the series and actually takes a step backward in some areas. But there's no shame in falling just short of the classic offerings that came before it scouring the environments for all the hidden goodies is eminently enjoyable because of the clever problem solving you have to employ and the competitive mode should test the strength of any friendship uh there's nothing quite like pikmin out there and it's delightful combination of survival strategy and unflinching cuteness should entertain you throughout this lengthy adventure so overwhelmingly positive reviews out there so if they just add more to that and don't screw it up i think everybody should be sitting pretty
1: by the way greg i think Keza is uh, scottish uh, oh, yeah. So if you if you want to fall into lazy uh, national uh, stereotypes and tropes, may I suggest for Keza Okai the new, or Help Mabob rather than Oi Governor.
0: Help Mabob. Help Help Mabob.
1: Uh, uh, okay, next Next time you see Keza, uh, shoot her at Oki the new and see how and see how she and see how she. See how she uh, I'm sure she'll love it.
0: Will okay, do. This this all sounds mildly racist. Well, if you remember, well, if you remember, the little known fact is that like the Oi Governor Greg Miller impression started as the Keza impression. That's where it began. At I did it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there was all an right. up at noon sketch when she was visiting one day where I did it in front of her and she slapped me. And then I just yeah. applied it to everyone, yeah. everyone, you, everyone who you richly it. deserved. Nah, I mean, people love it. Uh, Chris from Philly writes into slash kind of funny games, just like you can to be part of the show, and says, Hey, KF crew. So, Nintendo today announced Pikmin 3 Deluxe for Switch coming out October 30th. Is this really what Nintendo's fall lineup looks like against two console launches, a 2013 remastered? Uh, has Nintendo given up on 2020 or are they just opting out of fighting a next gen tech battle they know they have no chance of winning? In a similar thing, Gary, I want to bring in Lexus. There's a whole bunch of questions like this. I honestly I I wasn't gonna lead with Pikmin to begin with. I was like "Eh," back and forth between this Call of Duty thing, but the mailbag is insanely (laughs) Pikmin skewed. So I'm gonna toss in this Lexus one as well. What's up, KFGD? So Pikmin 3 Deluxe was announced today for Switch, and while I'm super excited, I have to ask myself, what the hell is Nintendo doing? This, just this just like Paper Mario before it, seemed like perfect Nintendo Direct announcements. What could they possibly be waiting for for a full Direct? This makes me feel like a Direct is even further away, and the last full Direct was almost a year ago, plus we still have no knowledge of anything big for the fall. What do you think is going on over there? Mr. Gary Witta. I'm sorry, Sir Gary Witta. I heard you were knighted recently. Sir Gary Witta, what do you think is going on over there? Do you, do you wh- Where do you shake out with... Pikmin 3 being announced, It's as Chris is talking about, that's what they're putting out against two console launches. Uh, what do you think about They're not being a direct for this? Where, where, where's your head at with Nintendo as the man who hosts the Animal Crossing talk show?
1: I think that it's it's, it's it's a classic kind of I'm a gamer on the internet and I have an opinion opinion to say like, oh, is this the best Nintendo can do in 2020 off the back of them having released the biggest, most popular game of 2020 and perhaps in, in several years. You know, Animal Crossing continues to be a massive phenomenon, which they are going to continue to support like that. If that was all they did in 2020, they basically won 2020. Sure, having said that right there, right? Having, yes, and having said that, I don't think they're done. I think they've got another trick up their sleeve. I do think you are going to see a big uh, release in Holiday Fall. I do think you're going to see another direct. I do think you're going to see a mic drop. And I think I, I have a theory as to what it is. You know, I'm, I'm sure others have been hearing it. I've heard the um, uh, rumors uh, that um, the Super Mario All-Stars uh, remake is coming uh, sure. for the Nintendo Switch. And here's what I think we're going to see. And this is certainly what I want to see. Super Mario Sunshine, which is criminally, criminally under, undervalued, and I think is well overdue for a critical reevaluation, which a Switch remaster would allow it to have. Um, and then Super Mario Galaxy, my all time favorite Mario game, and Super Mario Galaxy 2. Put those three games together in a new All Stars, put that out at the holiday,
0: game over. Sure. That's been the rumor forever, right? That Nintendo is working on this Mario 3D remastered collection kind of thing that they're going to put out at some point. And, uh, you know, Paper Mario was one of the, the it wasn't part of that, but it was part of this. Hey, there's all these rumors of Mario. Game. Paper Mario came to actually be uh, out and came to fruition. What is going on with these other Mario right. remasters is a different.
1: I um, mean, yeah, let's not forget Paper Mario just came out with them. Oh, and also forgot. Like I think I think it's going to be four. I think it's going to be Super Mario Sunshine. Mario 64, Super Mario 64, uh, and the two galaxies. And that will be the new Super Mario All-Stars. This is like half I think and half I wish. But I think this is what we're going to get this holiday and Nintendo will crush it. But yeah, let's not forget people are going, oh, animal crossing was four months ago. Yeah. And that's not very long. It was, so, Oh, you only released like the biggest, most popular game in years, four months ago. You know, who's asleep at the switch at Nintendo. For get over, your, get over yourself. They, and they just put out paper Mario, which is an amazingly great game that everyone's loving right now. Are you, but I'm telling Yes. My, my daughter in particular is really, yeah. really loving it. Um, and, uh, here's Pikmin which we should be excited about because it's a great game and I'm really glad to see it back. And I'm telling you, this, Mar- this Mario All-Stars thing, I'm, I'm confident that it's coming this holiday and that's going to be their big holiday thing. Sure, yeah, They'll yeah, probably no. do a bundle. Imagine this, right? At the holidays, no. like a Switch, a new Switch bundle with uh, the games included. and Well, maybe not even with the games included, but I bet you there'll be like a Mario-skinned Switch coming this holiday. Um, the, 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 the All-Stars bundle will come as well. Nintendo will win this holiday season.
0: I'm you're wronging you just to be clear that according to the NPD ending June 2020 the top 10 selling video games retail and digital year to date right now number one call of duty modern warfare number two is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, I mean, if you
1: want to talk about if you want to talk about simply numbers, then yeah, Call of Duty obviously is up there as well. But I'm talking about like the cultural footprint that the game. It's not just about numbers, Greg. It's about I, the dude, cultural I, footprint not... that the game leaves behind. Listen, Who the fuck when, the, when like... the Queen
0: knighted you, she said you would be honest all the time. I'm just keeping us on track. I agree with your argument. I'm with you, Gary. Lay down your sword, Knight of the Round Table, Gary Whitta. <laughs> I'm understanding this, and I agree with you that yes, Nintendo has crushed it so hard at the beginning of the year and with animal crossing that yes even the success paper mario is currently having yes even the you know hubbub uh pigment will get and then yes whatever this mario rumored collection that's been out uh, they've been rumoring that since the beginning of the year whatever that ends up they're gonna be fine they're great and yes i think to a lot you know to chris's point I think that yes, Nintendo for a long time hasn't been fighting this fight with PlayStation and Xbox, and even as we see now, PlayStation and Xbox take the fight in different directions. I don't think Nintendo's worried about that. I think they're they're totally happy where they are right now. I think the you know what they've said publicly about you know COVID and work from home and all that slowing them down. I think it has, but I think that's why you're not seeing the direct to Lexus's question is the fact that they don't have it everything in the chamber right now ready to fire so rather than get up and do a direct that even if you're think about it too like you know if your direct was hey we're coming out and it's pikmin 3 was the big part of the direct i think people would flip they'd be like what the fuck this would be the same thing we're seeing right now a 2013 game it gets its own direct that's what you're leading this direct with i'd rather you not even have done a direct why did you just put out the trailer so they're just doing that out of the blue to keep expectations low
1: yeah um nintendo look i, I, I as you rightly observe greg nintendo has has never um been interested in taking on uh Sony and Microsoft on their own terms. Let Microsoft and Sony slug it out with two very similar systems you know yeah. with like maybe ten percent of daylight between the two of them in terms of what actually differentiates them. Nintendo's out there doing um its own thing you know here's a very different system we are very different kinds of games we do our own thing that i mean you know i I I think that Nintendo is the one truly and always has been the one truly indispensable video game company. We could lose Sony or Microsoft because if one went away, the other one's basically doing the same thing anyway. There's not much difference between them. If arguably, Nintendo went away, you, you would, you the would feel and the and loss. You just play everything
0: on computers. You could just play everything on computers. That too. <laughs> everything went away. You got PCs ready to go right there. And, and that I too. A fucking act with the Wazda. I don't want to do that. Um. Yeah, I agree, Gary. Number two, though, on the story. You ready for this one? Because this is one that's been a burning question for a while. Where the fuck is the next Call of Duty? As you remember, ladies and gentlemen, usually we know what this year's Call of Duty will be by now. E3 happens. Judges Week happens. In May, they announce it. Usually it leaks before then. It's been all quiet on the Western front for where Call of Duty is. Uh, So there was an Activision earnings call that had a whole bunch of different stuff in it. We're going to bring some IGN quotes in at the end. But we're going to start at GamesIndustry.biz with Matthew Handrahan. The success of Call of Duty Warzone has influenced Activision Blizzard's plans for announcing the next mainline Call of Duty game. In a call with investors, Activision Blizzard's executives fielded numerous questions about Call of Duty, which was the driving force behind a strong second quarter for the company. Uh, That was largely due to the free-to-play additions in the long-running franchise, Call of Duty Mobile and Call of Duty Warzone. According to CEO Bobby Kotick, uh, more than 75 million people have played Warzone since it launched in March. In response to a question about the overdue announcement of this year's mainline Call of Duty game, Activision Publishing President Rob Kostick, uh said that the live service products have, quote, created a ton of new opportunities for the franchise. Starting with marketing, this is a quote, it's definitely had an impact on um, an impact there and how we think about marketing in this new world. We have a larger, more engaged, and more global audience than we've ever had at any point in time in our history. And that means that we could be more direct and more targeted uh, than, than we've ever been before, end quote. uh, Kostick, Kostick, uh Singled Out Warzone as a great platform to share news and information with the Call of Duty community, and uh, this has played a role in the company's plans to announce the next title. Quote, to your initial point, Uh, That you're talking about why you were waiting for such a long time. It's Warzone. I think that's caused us to rethink how, when, and even where we reveal our upcoming title. He continued, we can't wait to share it with the community. And we think it's going to be a very different and more engaging than anything we've done ever before. End quote. Then as I said IGN had a couple of different reports I'm just pulling parts out of this right there's and it's still stuff from Rob uh Call of Duty 2020 this is over at IGN Call of Duty 2020 and other upcoming premium titles will have a tight integration with Call of Duty Warzone uh, and then they had another one that I like this part of uh in the Q1 2020 financial briefing Activision confirmed that a new mainline Call of Duty game is in is still in development quote the game looks incredible right now and internally people are having a ton of fun playing across uh, its campaign mode as well as the online mode the developers are very very well known for, end quote. Activision added, all I can say in terms of timing of an announcement is I suspect you'll be hearing more about this fairly soon, end quote. Gary, the discussion here could go several different ways or nowhere, seeing as how you and I are not the biggest Call of Duty people, but we are students of the game and watching video games. I think it's really fascinating, and I hope that somebody gets them to have an actual sit-down interview, because obviously... The, the, you know, your earnings calls with your shareholders are always so dry and so nebulous. I want to know and see what they're going to do with this. Warzone has dialed them into their audience in a way they haven't been before. You see people like Snowbike Mike, of course, host the kind of funny X cast Saturdays, uh, out there playing it every night, his crew playing it every night, having this battle royale feel to it. And I'm fascinated to know what that means to them in terms of marketing the next Call of Duty. What do you what do you think this means, Gary? Are they going to drop a trailer in the game? Are they going to the tight integration of it? Have it some? Is it going to be DLC for Warzone? Like, how do you wrap your head around what we've known for decades as how you announce games now being influenced by whatever this is? Well, I
1: mean, first of all, there ha- something has to be coming, right? They they put a Call of Duty game out mm-hmm. every year. Like basically, their entire company's economic strategy is based on putting out a Call of Duty game every year. They can't 100%. not they can't 100%. not do that. Yeah. So we know it's coming. It's a matter of when, not if. By the way, didn't something already leak? Wasn't there like a Doritos thing? Call yeah. of Duty, like Black Ops yeah, uh, Cold War or something?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was this joke, right? Of uh, yeah, Kevin was talking about it in this thing of uh, we were going to get in there and get double XP because we had to, right, Kev? Yep. You remember that was Cold War, right? That was the idea.
1: Yep. So yeah. it's a new Black Ops. I like the Black Ops games. Um, I'm glad to see War, Warzone doing well. I think it's really, really great. It's it's by far my favorite kind of combat battle royale. I've really, really enjoyed um, uh, playing it a lot. The games that I've been playing with... Uh, Snowbike Mike and some of my other friends online have really, really enjoyed it. I want to get back into it, actually. I'm a little bit conflicted because I don't really want to support Activision these days. It's obviously a fucking terrible company with awful, awful, awful practices. Uh, This this most recent Jason Trier story about the way they don't even fucking pay their employees a a living wage is an absolute disgrace. So part of me just wants to say, fuck Activision, fuck Blizzard, and just not play their games ever again until they sort their shit out. But at the same time, you know... The you know the games look good. Uh, It'd be interesting to see um, you know what it, what impact you know COVID has had because you know these games are done on a very tight timeline. They cannot miss a deadline. They cannot slip. They have to be out by the holidays. Or you know all of their you know investor calls and market projections are often all that bullshit. Um, and so you know and everyone's presumably been now developing these games uh from home and i don't know what impact yeah. that that will have had um but yeah i mean it's entirely possible if Warzone has become as big as it seems to be like it's almost become if it's like a fortnite type space where they can now do like events and product launches inside of it that's mm-hmm. kind of cool um so we'll see what happens but yeah, i i think ultimately fuck activision I, I i just don't know if i can continue do playing think- their games knowing knowing that you know that they're basically being made off 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 the back of um uh, employees who are being treated like shit
0: yeah, and that was the interesting thing. Obviously, uh, Busing and Imran covered it yesterday on Games Daily. The spreadsheet that was being shared around showing how much people actually were making and how this was all shaking out. Do you think that there can be enough pressure from the outside to make Bob- Bobby Kodak in there and be like, I'm going to take a salary cut and let's redistribute the wealth kind of thing? Is that, is that wishful thinking to see something about you think that would ever happen, Gary?
1: No, I don't think he gives a shit. I don't think he cares. No. If he, if he did, you'd have, seen, you'd have seen evidence of it by now. This has been going on for years, Greg. Yeah, but now people are talking. If, so, if something was going to change, it was going to happen by now.
0: That's what I say to that. Everybody and I, and I'm glad everybody. that
1: Schreier and other people are out there continuing to ex- continue to expose these outrages and continue to hold their feet at the fire. But at the end of the day, they don't care. Yeah. They just want their money.
0: And that's why these earnings calls, you know what I mean? The, share, the shareholders.
1: $29 million in stock bonuses while the people that are actually making the games can't even go to the cafeteria at lunch because they can't afford to eat. Fuck off.
0: Why is the cafeteria even charging? You know what I mean? No, why, why are even charging money? Just Just it's absolutely and get, get, get fucking it disgraceful. Disgraceful. Just take, Just take care of fucking people that are making you rich. Number three, let's have a good news story in here, all right? Walk, clean the pal for a second. Uh, fall Guys absolutely crushed their launch yesterday. This is a tweet. When we say fall, fall Guys is experiencing a lot of traffic, dot, 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 we had over 1.5 million new players in the first 24 hours. And then that emoji with the really wide eyes and the red cheeks. That I always thought was something about like sex. Uh, anyways, we're working on our first patch for the game, listening to all of your feedback and ideas and are super grateful to everyone who supported so far. Mr. Gary Witta, you played Fall Guys. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I was frustrated with it the, f- the first day because I knew that my daughter would be really into it. And I yes. said, hey, let's play this new game Fall Guys. It's on play. just came out on PlayStation Plus. Let's play it. And I gave her the controller. She was really excited to play it. She looked at the trailer. She wanted to play couldn't connect all day. And she got really yeah. upset. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. You made my daughter upset. That's not acceptable. And I don't agree with the review bombing. I don't agree with some of the, some of the stuff that I'm seeing. Having said that, this is something I've been complaining about for years. I don't know why this has become so depressing, familiar, depressingly familiar. Every single big online game at launch, it never Ever works out of the box. Some work better than others, but it's usually somewhere between a catastrophic failure and like not quite working right. Like games, our big online games never ever work right. And, and, and I see people in my Twitter mentions going, oh, well, online games are, are difficult to do. Okay, well, then don't do them then. If you can't do them right, don't do them. Do something else or find another way to go about it. If you're not confident you can launch your game in a stable state, find a different way to do it. Maybe maybe giving the way, giving the, the game away to free to everyone on PlayStation Plus was not a brilliant idea because it flooded their infrastructure and made the game so that nobody could basically play it. That's not a good look for them. And that's why they're getting review bombed. Again, I don't agree with it. But, that's, but that is now a, a, you know, a consequence of them not launching the game in a playable state. It seems like they did stabilize it very quickly. Uh, I, we are now able uh, to play it. And so let's get to the good news. What a well, tremendous game No,
0: well, no, 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 no. Yeah, well, the, oh, you, oh, yeah, you, want game, to, you want to talk about
1: the other stuff? Okay, let's let's yeah, do well, no, the, the other game,
0: stuff. I, that's my thing. Is the game's fucking fantastic? It's so much fun. It's so fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Now you have two lines to go. Though we're gonna get to both questions, but you get to choose where you want to start. We can either start with the review bombing, Gary, or we can start with server stuff. Where do you want to go?
1: Um, well, first of all, I want to do with some of the comments I'm seeing in the chat, Gary entitled Twitter. No, 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 uh, You're about to get the questions. Are going to
0: get to that. The questions are going to get to that.
1: Well, I just want to deal with that entitled to fucking what entitled to entitled to playing the game that I had, that I've purchased or, or or whatever. Like why, why why is it entitled to want to be able to play a fucking game that that is on my console? And I'm entitled because it's broken and I'm not happy about it and I can't play it. What the fuck? Um, it's yeah. The review bombing, having said again, I will say again, the review bombing is completely unacceptable. Let's there are valid. There's a valid conversation and valid complaints to be had about games launching in a broken state. In general, in general, I I generally think you should not play games at launch because we've gotten to a point now where it's like launch now, fix it later. We're, we're basically uh, we're basically being used as paid beta testers. We're paying these companies to beta test their games at full price on day one. That's not acceptable. There has to be a better way. Having said that, the review bombing I think is a, is a massive and very juvenile overreaction, and I don't agree with it.
0: Stephanie Smith writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says the release of Fall Guys was yesterday, and it was a mess. The game was reviewed poorly on Steam because it was basically unplayable, which led to the developer and many of the gaming press to decry this review bombing as people being babies or worse. My first question is, how is this review bombing? If people bought the game and aren't happy with it, that's just a review. I thought review bombing was when people who did not even own the game gave it a bad review to push an agenda second why was there such a strong statement against the people who were reviewing the game that was not working does this fact does the fact that a person likes the underlying game slash developer slash publisher mean that the game is beyond criticism that's certainly how it came off yesterday from some comments from the kind of funny team me greg miller and many other across the industry it was no surprise that the game was going to see a huge spike in players on day one especially on the playstation side with it being included on playstation plus Server capacity is expensive and it's understandable if a decision was made to plan around what they think a normal quote unquote normal uh, load would look like versus the initial spike. But the company needs to own the resulting criticism that comes of the decision. I haven't reviewed the game personally, but as someone who downloaded the game on PlayStation plus for free and in quotes and tried around 20 times to play around with it, uh, failing at some point, sometimes because the round started sometimes mid game. I will say, uh, that it was pretty frustrating. Uh, I would imagine my frustration would have been even greater if I had spent $20 on it for steam. What am I missing here? Should users not be allowed to warn others that the game isn't working? Stephanie, uh, What you're missing here, IMO, and obviously everybody's got an opinion on this, is that what you're talking about right now is not reviewing the game. You're reviewing your experience. Like Fall Guys as a game is amazing and so much fun and so great. And yes, yesterday at launch, it didn't work for roughly seven hours. I, I was with you. You saw me on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games at 9 a.m. Bam. I got it. Let's go. And I got into two or three games that in that hour I was playing where I kept failing and I kept failing. And then we did our programming and I came back at uh, what one o'clock one thirty, And I was like, let's stream for an hour before the podcast. And that's literally when they tweeted, Hey, we're shutting down a matchmaking for two hours to go in and fix this. And then when I signed on that night, it worked fine and flawlessly. Like, what you're talking about here isn't warning people that, hey, the game isn't working. Warning the people that the game isn't working, that the servers are down, that you're having a bad experience right now is something you should save. And this is all, in my opinion, uh, save for Twitter and Facebook and a message board. That is something that is in the moment. That, again, was uh, like, if you if the people who want to go and review and file the review of zero stars, this game doesn't fucking work, period. The review is outdated by the time we got to 3.30, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm playing fast and loose there. I, I was live when the, the patch was updated or when it went back onto matchmaking. But last night, I played and didn't have any disconnects and I didn't have any crashes and I didn't have anything. It's them getting up to speed on it. So review, you're not, they're not reviewing the game. They're reviewing their first blush experience with it which is not what the review is because then those reviews that are now 0.1 or 1, 1 out of 10 or whatever the fuck, I don't know, I don't use Metacritic user reviews, but whatever they are, right, are now up there for all time and it acts like that is actually what the game is about. That's not reviewing the game and this is where when we were at IGN and now obviously reviews in progress are such a thing, It was often the struggle we had, right? Where it was that you would get a game early. You would play through the single player. They would have, all right, cool, play Uncharted 2 or whatever, uh, multiplayer uh, during these windows. And there'd be 14 people playing and it'd be a great experience. And then on launch day, something would happen and it wouldn't work. And it would be like, well, again, I reviewed the experience of it, of how this I, I reviewed what the game is. But you're reviewing your experience and that's different and it doesn't matter. Like today, those experiences don't matter. And so that's where I think this is different. And so then I think it also was the dog pile of people going in there just being to this argument of like, oh, this is them money grabbing. This is them screwing over the the consumer. This, this, this is that it wasn't just people who were like, oh, I can't play the game. Not to mention that it is frustrating. I'm right there with you. I was frustrated at 9 a.m. Not being able to play the game. I was frustrated at 1 not being able to play the game, but I was frustrated. I wasn't. This game is garbage. The game's fucking awesome. The game's fucking incredible. Like that's the that's apples and oranges. IMO Gary, am I, I like, wrong?
1: No, you're absolutely right. And again, I'll, I'll say it for like what the fifth time. The review bombing is completely unacceptable. I I sent off a frustrated tweet. Again, if you piss me off, whatever. People piss me off fifty times a day. I use I'm used to it. You piss off my eight year old kid. I'm not I'm not going to be happy about it. She was up. She really wanted to play the game, and she didn't. She just didn't understand why the game didn't work and would not work. And she was really frustrated. And so I got frustrated on her behalf. And so I fired off an annoyed tweet about it. Because, again, I've seen this a million times, Greg. I'm, I don't know why companies say, so, oh, we didn't see this coming. Really? You didn't see it coming? Because this happens every single time. I'm old enough to remember when World of Warcraft released Thanksgiving 2004. Practically completely unplayable. That whole that Thanksgiving weekend was an absolute disaster. You could barely get on. The game barely functioned. I, and, and people have told me like you can't just throw server infrastructure at it like there's just no way to fix this but there's got to be some way to like launch the game in a more scaled way or something especially if you're a small indie company like the four Guys guys like giving it maybe maybe putting it out for free on launch weekend on PlayStation Plus thereby making it you know open and accessible to a massive massive influx of gamers was not the best idea if you want it to be stable right away now fair play to them they got it it looks like they got it stable very quickly we were able to get on the game later that evening. And at that point I sent out another tweet saying, Hey, now that we can play it, this game's great. I really, really love it. Uh, and I and I hope that all those people that got frustrated and review bombed it when they get a chance to actually play it, will go back and correct their opinion once they get a chance to play <laughs> it. Say, yeah, yeah, Of course, yeah, that's going to happen. Not
0: a chance in hell.
1: I hope that they will, they will go by. I, I hope that they will go back and revise their score or their opinion because the game is really great. And I sympathize with the frustrations of, of the developers like they made a really great game. But all of the all of the uh, all of the feedback. for for those first hours on that critical first day was really negative because people wanted to play and they couldn't. Like, that's the worst case scenario. But again, it looks like they got it pretty stable. I tried it this morning. I played a little bit this morning. It worked great. Um, If it was just, if, 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 if the game was only a clusterfuck for like, half of the first day honestly one, that's actually better than most triple a online game launches which can which can struggle for weeks
0: that's better and i'm not even throwing shade that's better than rocket league which had a similar situation obviously years ago but launched on playstation plus and everybody was stoked and yeah it was a it was a clusterfuck for an entire week you know what i mean of how that goes I mean, the, and the list goes on like this borison's question I, don't, I think we've kind of gone around on or whatever but borison double zero wrote in and he said all about all this stuff and this is this and he goes now looking at linkedin i see 204 employees and 14 of them are or server operations related again according to linkedin people wanted a team of 14 people uh, to have these servers run perfectly and i have to say that's just insane uh, i don't even think amazon expects 200,000 people to load up the game simultaneously and the last time that happened the site crashed parentheses prime day while i get uh, this sucked for the people i while i get the, uh, while i get that this sucked for people are, are people being too hard on the game for it are online games doomed to have a bad day one as indie developers are forced to spend extra money and scale up and risk their own future due to the server cost to avoid that bad day one again i understand that yes this game came out of the blocks and suffered the exact same thing that is like textbook guess what i like is i bet when avengers launches on september 4th there's gonna be some fucking problem there too right like it's the same thing I, i the one i always go back to that and again i'm sure there is but remember division two gary when it did launch didn't have some kind of horrible horrible thing go wrong but i mean you can go down the line of diablo three rocket league uh friday the 13th games that are things people are are into that are i guess not diablo but games (laughs) that are more popular than people were expecting you know the server on fire i think perhaps i'm i'm being too greg about it but like i was i was upset when it happened but i was then more upset not as a gamer because i knew i would get to it later that i was hopefully it would be fixed at night but more for the developer where it is that they got this game it's a huge fucking success half a million people were watching it on twitch and yeah their servers were fucked and i think they made the right call and the call that worked of cool we're just going to stop everything we're going to stop launch day and take it down for two hours to fix it and they fixed it and i think yeah again it was fixed in half a day which is why i think Maybe don't be so quick to go review bombs. Yeah, and that I and I and really I out. and I
1: and I applaud them for that, especially for a small uh indie indie company. It could just be that the launch was too ambitious, you know, given the resources that they had. And the PlayStation Plus thing could, could have hurt them, you know, because they again, yeah, sure. it opened the door to a massive influx of people that might other might not otherwise have been there. Uh, on day one, but the game was building up a lot of buzz through its beta on steam early and stuff like that. So it was always going to be a big launch. Um, But just, I mean, me personally in general, I, I I rarely play games on day one anymore because I know they're probably going to be broken. We now live in a culture where it's, it's, it's just, it's just the accepted practice. Now that games ship unfinished, um patchy broken buggy there's probably a 10 gig patch day one patch to download on day one and it's probably still not going to be in really good shape until like a few weeks in i didn't i'm i I still have to get around to because it's in my backlog but like i deliberately didn't play jedi fallen order on day one because i knew it was it wasn't going to be in its best shape when i want to play a game that i'm excited about i want to wait until it's a few patches in and a lot of the stuff that might otherwise irritate me has already been taken care of i want my sure, first impression sure. of the game to be good and not tainted by you know all the bugs and other things that are now. Yeah. yes exactly so and i made an exception for four guys because i was genuinely excited about it especially a play to my kid that's why i got doubly annoyed is that my kid got really frustrated that she sure. couldn't she couldn't play and i just tried to explain it to her well you know uh sweetie you know online infrastructure and net code's really hard don't give a fuck <laughs> about any of that she just knows she can't play it yeah um and so you know none of those none of those excuses mean anything to her so they don't mean anything to me um but again fair play to them for fixing it quickly and like let's move beyond that and just talk about what a great game it is because it really is fantastic i'm loving it
0: and that's the same thing as always right the the, you think we have when you launch a game and this is what's happening and this is the conversation around it you think that's that's all you can focus on because it's your big day when people look back at fall guys in a month and two months a year right they're not going to be thinking about this The six hours they had that were a rough launch. They're going to be thinking about all the fun they had and that ridiculous trophy they need to patch out. I don't care if somebody's already got it. I read the article. I I digress. Number four on the Roper Report. We got two ones here, I think, that are kind of quick. Just more uh, heads up. Number four, uh, BlizzCon is going to be digital in 2021. Matthew Handrahan uh, over at GamesIndustry.biz is back and has that whole thing. Basically the same thing, though. It was on their earnings call uh, that it's going to be, all right, cool. It's going to be a virtual event in early 2021. Keep your. Eyes out for that one. Free Hong Kong, number five. Uh, riots taking a week off. I thought this was interesting. TLDR, uh, Riots taking a week. Riots taking the week of August 10th off to disconnect, recharge, and reboot. Parentheses: We swear we're not robots. To make sure we're not just cramming more into the following week, we're shifting some patches and release timelines to be a bit uh, to accommodate. Uh, A few teams are also staggering their time off to make sure everything is running smoothly. Look for specifics on League, TFT, LOR, and Valorant over the next few days. Uh, This has been a big year for Riot for a lot of reasons. Putting the S in Riot Games uh, was perhaps our proudest moment as a company so far, but tending to so many new games is a delicate balance. Add COVID-19, working from home, and everything else going on in the world, and it can be hard to separate work and life pieces of the work-life equation. As game developers, we're all hyper-aware of the effects of crunch and project-based deadlines. Uh, We owe it to ourselves and to you to prioritize our health as a team, parentheses, well, many teams, uh, so we can bring you new experiences long into the future. Before we head out, we want to thank you all for your patience and understanding while we step back from making games and take a little time to play them. Parentheses, among other things. Uh, we'll see you in Rift or The Crushing A, and then they go through a whole bunch of references to their games that I wouldn't get. Uh, more importantly, I, wanted to, I thought it was a cool thing. I thought it was a cool message to put out that, hey, we're taking a week off. I think it's a cool thing to give your entire company a week off, and I think it is cool to admit that, hey, it, everything's fucked in 2020, so why not take the foot off the gas for a second and recharge?
1: Yeah, I think it's a positive step. It is just a step though. I mean, you know, g- giving giving uh employees a whole week off. Is it pay- by the way? Is it fully paid? Is it a paid week off?
0: I would assume so. This is their blog post. They don't say it, but so I don't know. Okay. Well, I I, I, assume, yeah. I assume it is. That's um, such an easy rake to uh, if you're riot <laughs> that is such an easy rake riot. not to step on in the middle. Yeah, of they seriously
1: need yeah. yeah I'm, I'm 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 sure it is. In which case, yes, good for them. However, it can't just be about a week off if coming back after a week, the culture just go back, goes back to normal. That's just a, a week-long Band-Aid. That's not going to fix anything. Sure. Um, you know, Companies like Riot and Blizzard um, have had and continue to have serious, ongoing, systemic, uh, deeply ingrained problems uh, with their corporate culture in terms of compensation, in terms of uh, whether or not their their employees are treated equitably, uh, equitably, Um uh, with dignity and respect, they're often not. And you know, Riot's been called out on that. They've said that they're making changes. It remains to be seen whether or not those changes will stick. I'm sure we will hear about it uh, if they don't. Yeah, a week off is nice, and I applaud them for it. Uh, I think what ultimately is more important, though, is 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 the harder, more ongoing work of of um, of, of developing a, a proper corporate culture where giving employees a week off because they're so fucking exhausted isn't necessary in the first place. Sure,
0: uh, Gary. I'm excited to see if Riots changes stick, but the future is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the Mom and Grop shop. Where would I go?
1: The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah.
0: yeah. Kevin, you sound sad. Why, good? Are you sad? Good. Why are you sad? sad, Kevin? Oh, it's the week off. Sounds good, you know. Oh, yeah. He, has he uh, got, run... What has Kevin got going on in the background? He's in his hot tub, guaranteed. Yeah,
1: sounds like it.
0: You know what I mean? It's my vacuum. It, it goes off at 9 a.m. and then it
1: just vacuums for like two hours. What, you got like a room bar or something? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe set it to go off when you're not doing a, a live show. Oh, man.
0: I mean, you know what? Like five o'clock? At that point, the whole day's gone by and I've been walking around a dirty house. You want me to live in, a, in filth? I mean, but wouldn't so? But if you got on schedule, then wouldn't it not? It wouldn't be dirty. I mean, it would be as dirty as. Look, it is I like right having now. a clean house in the morning. And I won't have you guys telling me what time I'm going to vacuum. All right, no, all no, right. Trying to tell you, okay. This is still a free country. You can do whatever you want. At, least, at least
1: get Kevin a, 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 a PC with an RTX uh, card so he can run RTX voice and filter that shit out. I'm I could care, have a leaf sure. blower, but going in the background right now, and you wouldn't know it. I don't believe that either. No, No, no. it's magic. That shit's like that.
0: technology's magic. It's Uh, witchcraft shit. It's crazy out today. There's this thing to Madden. That sounds kind of interesting. Uh, Starting today in the all new Madden NFL 21 mobile app, players can kick off their experience and create their avatar in the yard underground to begin earning rewards by playing a single player narrative journey with five on five football gameplay. However, when Madden NFL 21 launches on August 28th for Xbox One, PlayStation 4 and PC, gameplay in the yard will center on six on six backyard inspired football with the option for players to play solo online co-op versus the CPU or online head to head player multiplayer. Uh, So basically, you'd start playing Madden stuff right now and earn stuff for your Madden if you want to play on mobile and then move it over. Uh, uh, out today as well. There's cars in Fortnite. Uh, The first drivable cars arrive in Fortnite with today's Joyride update available now. Uh, Players can now drop on the island, hop in a ride to escape the scene, or take their squad for a spin with four unique vehicles. Uh, A whole bunch of things that don't mean anything to us. Uh, If you run out of gas, players can find a gas pump or grab one of the refillable gas cans scattered around the island. Players who'd like a distraction can even blast some tunes on the channel that fits their vibe with all new radio stations. Meanwhile, for straight up games, the Mean Greens Plastic Warfare comes to Xbox One and PlayStation Four. Fantasy Star Online Two comes to Steam. Mystery Mine comes to Xbox One and Switch. Rogue Cube comes to Xbox One and PS Four. Um, and then Steam Tactics comes to Xbox One, Switch, and PS Four. New dates for you: Weira and. Tass- Tax uh, tax uh, against the master of gravity is coming to Steam on August twenty seventh. Deals of the day for you: uh, Final Fantasy Remastered is in fa- or Final Fantasy Seven Remaster is forty dollars right now at a bunch of places, including PSN, Best Buy, GameStop, and Amazon. Meanwhile, Xbox Game Pass has announced some additions. Uh, you can get Dark Genesis on console August sixth. It lurks below on console and PC August sixth. The Dark Pictures Anthology Man of Medan on console August sixth. Trailmakers console and PC August 6th, Undermine console and PC August 6th, Xenocrisis console and PC August 6th, and then Final Fantasy uh, uh 7, right? HD. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I see what they're doing. I see what they're doing. I was confused cuz the remake thing. Uh Final Fantasy 7 uh HD console and PC August 13th. Gary. It's time for reader mail. But All first, right. I'm gonna tell everybody about our sponsor. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you want to get the show ad-free and that's a cool post show. Uh, speaking of ads, Gregway, this episode is sponsored by forehims.com. It's all about men's wellness. You know forehims.com. We've talked about them at length for a long time because of course Kind of funnies. Andy Cortez and Nick Scarpino use forhims.com for their hair loss treatments. They noticed thinning hair. They went to forehims.com. They got talked. They, you know, scheduled an online appointment, talked to a doctor completely confidentially and discreetly. And then the doctor said, you know what, this stuff is good for you and prescribed them the generic equivalents to well known prescription brands. However, today we're here to talk to you specifically about erectile dysfunction as you know this is something that is embarrassing but you shouldn't be embarrassed about it but if you are embarrassed about it for is kind of like the best solution right because you book the appointment online you talk to a doctor online and you don't have to worry about waiting rooms you, don't have, to, you don't have to do that thing where you walk around on the phone you're like trying to find a dark corner to talk on the phone you don't have to do that you just book it on your time where you want to go when you want to go and if the doctor says it's right for you he can prescribe the stuff for you or they should i should say uh, it's a whole bunch of different stuff going on there. Of course, what is it? Now? I have it here. Uh, they have hair, hair loss, erectile dysfunction, even a cold now. Uh, if you're interested in COVID home tests, HIMSS is there for you, ladies and gentlemen. HIMSS has something for everybody. Uh, today, HIMSS is giving you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results after 90 days, HIMSS will get you a full refund. And right now, our listeners can get their first visit absolutely free. Go to 4 games gamesdaily. That's forhimscom games gamesdaily. Full refund of price paid is available for the first 90 90 days supplies. Uh refund uh, request must be made between 90 and 180 days after the product shipment delivered. Prescription products require an online consultation with a medical professional who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See the website for full details. Gary Witta. Sir, mm. Gary Witta.
1: Our it's question a matter for of the time.
0: time comes from the nanobiologist. And this is a good noodle scratcher discussion. Hey Greg and Gary. This latest Avengers news broke me. I was excited for the game, got the cap statue version for Xbox One, and was liking what I was seeing at the la- after the latest war table. Then, I got an email saying Square was going to charge me for my pre-order since I ordered through the store last weekend. Then Monday, Spider-Man exclusivity. Then Tuesday, even more exclusive and timed exclusive content for PlayStation 4. My pre-order felt wasted and the game went from a day one collector's edition purchase to now a wait and see grab when it's discounted. Of course, we knew Sony would have exclusive content, but we never knew the level of exclusivity they would have. When pre-orders open or when a company actively begins charging for pre-orders, shouldn't there be some clarity as to the level of exclusivity there will be so people can actually be well-informed consumers? Exclusivity isn't new, but this time it does feel shadier than usual additionally if there's a console exclusive character for each platform how can we not be concerned uh that each will be less than half baked if all if they all came out at the same time this game looked fun recently but it didn't look clean until last week and i am generally concerned that these exclusive deals may hurt the game more than help it on a platform if teams are split on making so many characters at once mr Witter, we talked about avengers at the top of the show you're mm-hmm. playing on playstation so you have people to play with because you know we're we'll yep. playing on playstation that's right a Conversation from I think last week, so before any of this, Marvel, Spider Man, any of that jazz. Yeah, What is your read been on? Uh, hey, Spider Man's gonna be exclusive Monday. Hey, Spider Man's gonna be exclusive to PlayStation in 2021, and then Tuesday, hey, there's some cosmetics that are gonna be exclusive to PlayStation, there's some challenges that are exclusive to PlayStation. How's that all shake out for you?
1: You know, when I saw the um announcement, and you did, and I noticed you did a uh, PS I love you this week is, is PlayStation anti consumer, and yeah. I think that's a that's a, a relevant uh discussion to be having right now when i when i saw the spider-man thing honestly i just kind of went yeah sounds about right yep. like i was too, too too depressed and too tired to even be angry about it at this point look the it, it's a war with billions of dollars at stake and sony and microsoft are going to go at it again. And there's a lot of money at stake and a lot of very greedy investors who want to be even richer than they already are. And so they're going to do every single thing that they can to get the edge over the competition. And this is so something that Sony has been successful at doing, basically leveraging their vast resources and leveraging the fact that they are the market leader by far right now into compounding that position and making these exclusive deals where, for example, in, I think it's in, uh, in Modern Warfare, there's like a whole other uh like a spec ops um battle mode that's only available like they had a year-long like exclusive a, on that yeah on there's, PlayStation. Like a,
0: there's a distinctive mission spec ops was every or whatever it was called was everywhere i remember but then there was there's like, a there's a, you, there's you a, a there's part of
1: the game one. that you can only play on playstation because because sony paid a lot of money to lock that up for a year which is and, exactly
0: what they did with destiny too
1: right and and they've done it time and time again and uh the spider-man things just delayed now, that's why i just kind of went i just kind of shrugged and went yeah Figures, sure. you know. I mean, I'm not happy about it, but like, you know, that they've they've won at this point, Greg. Like the big fucking corporate companies have won. Like we're all just going, like we're angry, and we're going to shake our fists, and we're going to go do our blogs and our videos. But no one, it's not going to stop them. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. Yes, it's anti-consumer, but at the end of the day, it's a business. This isn't a charity. These companies are in this war to win it. And Sony's going to do everything they can to stack the deck in their favor. Um, and there's—and they are slowly creating. It's working. They're slowly yeah. um, creating... A culture whereby people like me are going to go well shit i i guess i should fucking get the playstation version because it has all this other stuff i'm not going to get anywhere else and it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy more people buy playstations more people buy playstation games and the gap widens and widens xbox all they can do is be equally aggressive i don't know what else they can do well, see they're um, going because- the
0: opposite where they're saying they're not going to fight they're not going to do this they don't believe in this kind of content
1: um yeah well i mean you know uh, uh, you know what what happened the last time someone said when they go low we go high they got fucking beat and so you know you either you either participate in this war (laughs) that was too
0: real gary that was too (laughs) real fuck dude you either
1: you like you like you either get down in the dirt and, 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 and fight fire with fire. I'm sorry to mix my metaphors or you're going to get beat. And I, and, and, and Sony's in a very, very uh, powerful position right now. They're going to continue to make these kind of deals. They're in a position to do so. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't love it. I, yeah, I personally don't really care about playing Spider-Man, but I know a lot of people do who, who are Xbox gamers and want to be on the Xbox and now, and they're going to feel fucked over and, and they have every single right to feel fucked over because they have been, but like I said, business gonna business and there's just i just like that i'm tired of arguing i'm tired of complaining about it greg because it's a waste of time it's not going to make any difference this is just the fucking way of the world
0: i liked Snowbike mike had an interesting comment on on his uh twist stream last night when i was watching and playing fall guys of that like yeah okay this is upsetting obviously because i'm an xbox player but also like am i going to be playing marvel's avengers in 2021 he was like, you know, this is going to be a game that so many people will drop by then. And what's the player base going to be? And I was like, oh, that's a really interesting take. Not that I'm saying that justifies it or whatever. And again, there's an entire PS. I love you XOXO where you can hear me and Blessing go around on this for an hour talking about it. And I think it's just the fact that PlayStation is very much still being PlayStation where Xbox is turned over a new leaf. And that doesn't mean that PlayStation is going to lay down their arms because Phil Spencer's like, this isn't how we want to do things. PlayStation is still going to commit to that. And again, is it? anti-consumer or is it anti-xbox and pc and p- pro playstation consumer they are trying to take care of their audience and get more value added to their product to make you come over but take care yeah. of thing. but again that's an entire piece i love you
1: and also because i didn't really answer the the original question so that exactly. question i want to like, get
0: back to nano so let's so get back,
1: let's to, get to, back to that yeah that's fucking annoying too right like yeah. let's say that i'm on the fence i'm like which one do which which version do i want to go with i'm thinking about you know which which might be the more you know which which might be the better version well not much going on there because you know playstation five and xbox Series that's going to be roughly as but they're probably going to look, you know, you're going to need the digital foundry, you know, breakdown to see which one looks better. That's not going to be a huge deal. Maybe it comes down to where your friends list is, maybe it comes down to which controller you prefer. Um, you know, it can come down to a number of different things. But if I was on the fence about it and was like, hmm, which one do I want to go with now? Well, I want to get those pre-order oh, bonuses. I better pre-order it on Xbox now. And then a week later, after my pre order is locked in, I find out that Spider-Man, my favorite character, is on the other platform. I'm like, well, shit, I wish I'd have known that when I made when I'd made the pre-order. That's exactly. not very consumer yeah.
0: friendly. Nano, Nano's question is super interesting and something, yeah, I hadn't thought of at all, let alone that did, I didn't know that Square was char- started charging on the weekend Then because that's clearly a fucking move. They know they're about to announce all this shit to make it, why would you want it on an Xbox? Of course they're going to lock you in. That's fucked up. And I, But I, I mean, it, at some point you got to pull the trigger, but it's clearly fucked up because it's like that. Not to mention that, you know, as I've talked about all of this is such a welcome to the marketing fucking train for Avengers on PlayStation that Monday. Hey, guess what? Spider-Man here it is. You're getting Spider-Man Tuesday. Here's all this is cosmetic and exclusive content Wednesday. Hey, here are all the previews from all your different out- outlets and personalities who have played it, whether they like it or don't like it. And there's even another blog post I saw right now up with tips about it. What is going to fucking happen tomorrow for Marvel's Avengers to get you hyped to make sure you fucking pre it on PlayStation. So Friday you can play in the exclusive PlayStation pre-order uh, uh, you know, beta that's out or whatever. It's 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 a, a master stroke of marketing. But yeah, obviously, they're charging you right beforehand. And again, yeah, it, you bring up a great question, Nano, of like, what is the weight, the reality, the responsibility of a company to tell you what's going on with what exclusive content? Yeah, they told you there was exclusive content ahead, but you didn't know it was gonna be Spider-Man. You didn't know that uh even if they would have said that i think that there's going to be an an exclusive playstation character maybe that would have been a little bit more in line because again saying there's going to be exclusives is one thing what they actually are going to be is a different thing again you could make the argument that at launch the games are pretty comparable and when they drop on the fourth right granted again there's going to be these different community challenges or a few challenges like that for playstation that are different before we get to spider-man you know everybody gets hawkeye uh, when he's out and yada, yada yada but like it's a ball of wax and it is an interesting conversation and i think that if maybe it was just one of the one of these and not the other, whatever. But it's a week leading up to PlayStation's so that are pounding how great PlayStation is for Avengers, and it is an interesting conversation of what are you owed, when should you be charged, and all these other things.
1: Yeah, and if you, and if you're if you if you work for PlayStation, if you're the people who run PlayStation, this is a great move. Well done, pat on the back. You've done a great thing for your company. You've you've sewed up a big exclusive that is going to you know not in a huge seismic way but it's just one other little you know battle in this war that you've won that you've signed up a cool exclusive for your console maybe you know you'll you'll sell a few more playstations uh, and convert a few more people to playstation this way well done you Um, but from a, but from a more kind of consumer viewpoint, yeah, like competition is supposed to be good for consumers. It's supposed to drive, um, uh, uh, prices down. It's supposed to lead to more competitive, uh, practices. It's supposed to compel everyone to like do their best work to win over, you know, consumers as much as possible. But, but this is actually an anti, uh, consumer practice, locking down exclusives and things like that. Again, from the point of view of Sony, I get it. It makes total sense. But at the same time, gamers have every right to feel pissed off.
0: Uh, and you are wrong that I don't accept Charles Jacobson says Xbox bought Ninja Theory making Hellblade 2 exclusive don't pretend Xbox isn't doing anything to quote unquote win Greg you're really stretching what I was saying and literally what Phil Spencer's talked about with exclusives before third party exclusives. Trying to beef up Xbox game studios is a different conversation outside of this than in, in then Hellblade 2 becoming an exclusively different thing. A, a better example would have been the fact that they bought uh, uh Double Fine, you're still getting Psychonauts 2. Uh they bought Mo Yang, you're still getting Minecraft. Like that's the argument would be better. And now granted, yeah, of course, why didn't they do that here? I think it's because it hasn't already been announced. They're not fucking people over. They're not playing with your things, but their exclusive studio should make exclusive games. That's a different story. I digress. It's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you when everybody plays games together. Today, Lee Polero needs help on the PlayStation 4. He's looking to play Marvel's Avengers. Uh, his PSN name is Lethal Arrow. That's L-E-E-T-H-A-L-A-R-R-O-W. All one word. Lee says, I pre-ordered Avengers after the last gameplay video so I can check out the beta this weekend. I don't usually play with people, but I feel like this game would be a good game to do that with. Hopefully earbuds work as a mic. I'm on the West Coast, best coast, and I'm usually free after 2.30 p.m. Looking forward to playing with some best friends. And if the game turns out to suck, there's always Fall Guys. If you want to play Marvel's Avengers and or Fall Guys, hit up Lethal Arrow on the PSN. Uh, We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash Games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Here we go. Uh... Rod hacks all says out today you missed Call of Duty Warzone season 5 it was released you are correct i was there last night as though mike started to download it uh hey ray says greg uh you said final fantasy 7 remaster is on sale it's the remake that's on sale i thought i fucked it up in out today when i said that final or new dates when i was or no xbox game pass but it doesn't matter yes final fantasy 7 remaster is currently on sale final fantasy no no final fantasy you're fucking me up The fucking most recent Final Fantasy VII remake is on sale on PlayStation 4 because it's exclusive there. And then the remaster is on Game Pass soon. Get out of my head. Everybody get out of my head. God damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Uh, Gary and I have a post show to do on Patreon.com slash Kind of course, where you can write into the show, get the show ad-free, and have a good old time. Uh, Remember, if you have no books toss away, you can watch the show each and every weekday on Twitch.tv slash Games, later on YouTube.com slash Games, or podcast services around the globe. tomorrow. It's a special shake-up here. What is happening? I forget who it is. Uh, tomorrow's Imran and Tim. Then Friday, it'll be uh, myself and Blessing. But until then, no. It's been a pleasure to serve you.